Have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and veggies may actually lower, lower your risk of cancer. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. If not, you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is found in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. Will Field of Greens prevent, treat, or cure cancer? No, but it's so powerful, it promises at your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. I got you 15% off and free rush shipping. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code VICTOR, V-I-C-T-O-R, for your discount. That's promo code VICTOR at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Hello there, and welcome to the listeners of the Victor Davis Hansen Show. Victor is a scholar, columnist, essayist, political and cultural critic, and I think he has about 27 books. I hope I got that right, Victor, that he has published, and you can come to the website to have a look at each and every one of them. We have them all on there. This is the weekend edition, and we tend to go into things in a little more depth. This weekend, we are going to look at the Joe Biden speech that he gave in Philadelphia on September 1st and have a look a little bit more deeply. We've talked a little bit about it in other shows, but we're going to go a little deeper here. Let's take a moment for a break and then come right back after these messages. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advice fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash Just News. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back. I would like to remind everybody that 
Victor is the Martin and Neely Anderson Senior Fellow in, in Military History and Classics at the Hoover Institution and the Wayne and Marsha Buskey Distinguished Fellow in History at Hillsdale College. So, Victor, before we go into the mishit, or if I can say it seemed like a shocking lack of self-reflection in, in Biden's speech, but before we go into that, I was wondering, how are things going today? Is there anything on the top of your mind? Mm-hmm. Or the bottom of my mind. <laughs> I got back from Hillsdale College. I had a good time teaching. I think it's my last actual year teaching there, 19 years. And I tried a therapy with one of my friends there, Al Phillip, of shock treatment to ride a bicycle, no matter how bad I felt from long COVID. And I was working wonderfully, Sammy, until I got up to an hour and 20 minutes and I kept doing it and I crashed. Oh. Got a fever. And so I had to go. I'm starting back now. I'm kind of wiped out. Yeah. But it tells me that this is a self-limiting disease. And I my target date of I Somebody I saw, I gave a talk in Idaho, and somebody reminded me that I said I was going to be perfect by November 1st. Another said November 10th. Mm. I'm sounding like Joe Biden lying all the time. Yeah. Well, you look a little bit better. I know our listeners might think that as well when you're on Fox News. So I I don't have the brain fog as I used to. And all these weird things that started to happen to me the last five months, yellow tongue is receding. I'm smelling yeah. a little bit of things. I'm tasting a little bit of things. Uh, uh, biggest symptom now besides fatigue is when I use my muscles, especially my legs, to walk, they fill up with lactic acid. They just burn. And then I have this pins and needles everywhere. Yeah. I think that is from coagulation. To, you know, mm. the blood ha- has some problems from inflammation and it doesn't get enough exercise, get enough oxygen to the cell at the cellular level when you use those muscles. Yeah. So I'm working on that with various nice. strategies, but I, I, I'm going to get over it. No yeah. Can I've been we... working every day, so it's not, I'm very, I'm so blessed because I'm at this house that we're working on. I see all these heroic people. They go up and walk on a 40 foot roof. They they go in and they lacquer and they paint with all these fumes. And a lot of them have had COVID and got it during the job. And I thought to myself, you're 69. What if you still had to work? You were a clerk or you were a truck driver or something when you feel so dizzy and spacey. And So I've been very lucky that I've had a source of employment that didn't require physicality to the same degree that most people do. Yeah. You know, I I had a good thought maybe for our viewers, and maybe um, some of them can help me. I was remembering Rush Limbaugh today, and and he did a mock poem after the poet Elizabeth Alexander gave a poem for, I think it was Obama's inauguration. And he did a mock mock poem of it where uh, her poem was basically something to the effect of, you know, we get up every day and we go through all these ordinary things, making choices. <laughs> and then so I know uh, Maya he, Angelou gave one too, I think. He 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 said he got the person up, he did his little poem and he got uh, his person up. And of course they had to drive a uh uh what do you call it? A, a not an EV, but a uh a, a climate you know, a non-polluting car and it broke down and then, and, and it, or it ran out of I gas. I remember that. And he, then, was a, he was a, 
He was an authentic political genius because he was many he had there were many fast I knew him a little bit and talked to him a lot. Yeah. And by, and by he, the end of the poem, of course, he brought in the Iranian nuclear things. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty funny, but I, I wish I could find the text to that. It was hilarious. He, he could he was a brilliant, you know, sort of rich little my I mean um impersonator. And he was a political commentator. He was an entertainer. He could have been successful in all those roles. Mm-hmm. You know, that brings up a point, though, that the so-called conservative movement, if you think about it, it it doesn't have the outlets that it used to. And by that, I mean, you'll never replace Rush Limbaugh. And there is no Rush Limbaugh now. And then a lot of these news outlets used to get their, um, what, their news aggregation from the Drudge Report. And that thing has just flipped entirely to the left for a lot of, I don't know, there's spurious reasons, genuine reasons. I don't know. There's all these theories, but he is now a man of the left and his drudge report is on the left. And then mm. National Review, I won't comment. And then there's, you know, weekly standard that ceased to exist, that conservative movement, neocon or whatever you want to call them they're gone or they're writing for the dispatch or the bulk work. So there's a lot of avenues and I know that things are popping up, but the old standbys that used to fortify the conservative message, they're, they're sort of gone. Yeah, they sure are. Um, maybe even before we start, I can get some, you know, some thoughts from you on current news. I mean, I'll just read three things off and you can comment on any one of them you want. That Denmark has ended the COVID vaccine for nearly everyone under 50. Um, the Facebook helped the FBI spy on Americans. And the Duke volleyball player who claimed she had a racial ep- um, slur shouted at her many times during a game, and it showed that after they investigated, there's absolutely nothing. Any thoughts on any of those kinds? Well, we knew that with all the variants, that children were not prone to get seriously ill or to spread it, uh, although they could become positive, and that the vaccinations had uh, side effects that were inordinately dangerous for young people. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a wise thing necessarily to demand all these children get not just two RNA vaccinations, but booster, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the cost of benefit analysis was not, I don't think it was really, it wasn't really publicized. It wasn't discussed by these, CDC or the NIH, and that was, we'll get into that when the Republicans win the House, because they're going to have investigations, but that, that that's clear. And uh, as far as the, the Brigham Young-Duke volleyball case, it's just emblematic that we have far too many would-be victimized and far too few victimizers because we're not a racist society much less a systemically racist society so what does that mean that there's too much demand and not enough supply so you get juicy smollett and his mega 
<laughs> attackers and <laughs> defies the laws of chemistry where they throw bleach when it freezes and it doesn't freeze. And somehow he's eating a sandwich with one hand and a cell phone with another with a rope around his neck. And, <laughs> and then somehow these two Nigerian or whatever that are caught on tape buying all the necessities for the plot and he writes them a check. He did this to what? I don't know. He was, they were part of it. So you get this stuff. And now we have this volleyball player from Duke who alleges that there were all these racial taunts and you know, what, what it gets me about it is nobody waits. Nobody takes a deep breath and says, been there, done that. Instead, they just rush to see who can be the best performance artist for the best virtue signaler. And so they did the Brigham young president with no evidence whatsoever, apologized, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, when they checked all of the sound, they had tapes, they had official tape, they had requested people send their phone videos. They couldn't find one, one sound. And this woman's stepmother, this woman's father, they all furthered that, uh, and then the, furthered that false narrative. And this, the so-called accused, remember, without any evidence, they just banned him from all games and he had, he was cognitively challenged it was really a horrible thing and it, it's it's Jesse Smollett it's Duke Lacrosse it's the Covington kids I, I won't mention people's name but I remember the Covington kids well, as soon as I saw that on a Sunday morning I texted somebody in a major magazine conservative magazine I said do not comment on this do not comment this is fishy this Nathan Phillips fellow his timeline doesn't match he was not a combat veteran. He has a checkered history. These kids didn't do anything. And the guy said to me, it's too late. I already tweeted. And he tweeted some, you know, rush to judgment, hang the Covington kids tweet. So that's where we are. And why do people do these, these victimization melodramas and psychodramas? Because it's careerist. And that's, that's true of the entire woke movement, if you think about it. It always was. That's what the Salem witch trials were. That, that's exactly what the McCarthy period where that was what the guillotine you under the guise of some ideology you go out and eliminate your enemies or your rivals or your opponents and you promote yourself and that's what they're doing the other th the other subtext of this whole woke movement is people are lazy and they don't want to do anything and so if you're a teacher and you want to go off topic and relate some woke story that's a lot harder than teaching physics or if yeah. you're some professor at Stanford and you tweet 450,000 times, and I'm referring to an actual person, rather than write a book or an article, and all under the guise of being a woke critic. So that we haven't talked about that, but that's what it's about. It's a lot of mediocre people who are careerists who want to find an outlet because otherwise they, they have no talent. They have no talent. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on the Facebook aiding the FBI? <laughs> or is that just <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, remember he had that heart to heart talk last week before this information came out? Yeah. That the FBI asked us to, you know, and it was very weird. No, it wasn't weird. All you were doing was preempting. Somebody leaked to you that the story was going to come out this week. And you had a bunch of little snitches and, you know, algorithms that were working hand in glove with the FBI to root out your your common enemy. 
That is anybody that posed a threat to Joe Biden and your vision of, you know, a progressive future, which you shared with the FBI hierarchy. It's really scary. Yeah. Because what the way to look at the FBI is is not isolated. You just have to ask yourself, is there anything that the FBI is not capable of now? Anything. Will they forge a document for a FISA court? Yes. Will they wipe clean subpoena phone records? Yes. Will the FBI director lie four times to a federal investigator? Yes. Will the FBI former director claim he can't remember 245 times? Yes. Will he memorialize a classified document based on a confidential conversation with the president of the United States and then leak it? Deliberately leak it. Yes. Will Robert Mueller base his entire investigation on the Steele dossier and GPS and claim he doesn't know either one? Yes. Will an FBI lawyer forge a document? Yes. Will James Baker try to leak things before the election about the Steele dossier? Yes. Will the FBI hire a foreigner, Christopher Steele and, and Igor Danchenko, to find dirt on Donald Trump. Yes. And I could go on. And that's what they're capable of. Will they pull over Mr. Pillow with a squad of FBI cars and grab his work phone? Yes. Did they do that with Jake Sullivan, the current national security advisor who was knee deep in peddling this fake dossier? No. You know, they go up to this John Eastman and grab his phone and says that he's promoting conspiracy theories. Is he like the former Senator Barbara Boxer who voted not to accept the electors? Who has more power to obstruct an election? Barbara Boxer in 2004, if she got her gotten her way, there would have been they would have thrown out the vote in Ohio and got John Kerry as president or John Eastman writing an opinion or Benny. What's his name? Benny Thompson or is it John Benny Thompson, the head of the January 6th committee, what was he known for For, as an election denialist? He also voted not to accept the election revolts, the electors that would have given, had he gotten his way, John Kerry the vote in 2004. And we got Stacey Abrams barnstorming the country saying it. (laughs) Yeah. So when I get (laughs) this concept in Greece of isonomia was a quality under the law. If you go into the Supreme Court, I think it's the West Pediment, the entrance, West, it says equal justice under the law. And that means if you riot for 120 days and you burn up $2 billion worth of property and 40 people die because of you or killed by you or you burn down a federal courthouse or you storm the White House grounds and attempt to get to Donald Trump, or you destroy a police precinct, then you are subject to the same application of the law of the January 6th buffoonish guy who went into the Capitol. Yeah. If yeah, you and- lie under oath, if I lie tomorrow when the IRS, if he, if I get a letter and they call me and say, we're coming out, Victor Hansen, and I say, okay. And they say, now everything you say is under oath now. I said, fine, but I can't remember. Did you make this? I can't remember. Did you take this deduction? I have no memory of it. That's the James Comey defense. And so there's this unequal application of the law based on your ideology. So do you really believe 
Sammy, that if a bunch of MAGA protesters showed up at the house of Justice Kagan or Sotomayor and started screaming about them right before or right after a seminal court case to try to intimidate them, and then an assassin showed up, you think that somebody wouldn't charge those people? That's a felony? What, what would happen if a bunch of people went into a restaurant and chased Kagan out of out while she was eating? That would be a horrible thing to do. Or if Mitch McConnell got a bunch of MAGA, not that he would, but what if he went to the Supreme Court, very doors of the court? I said that before, you know, you sowed the wind, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh. You sowed the wind, Kagan, Sotomayor. You're going to reap the world. You, Justice Kagan, Justice Sotomayor, you won't know what hit you. They would put him in jail. I think so they would. This is what's scary about this country right now. I don't recognize it. It's some days. It's an unequal application of the law. You get these people on these crazy YouTube tapes every single day. They hit people in the head. They give them concussions. They kill them. They stomp them. They throw them into the subway. They kill a jogger. They attack some woman. And they're out. They are either have been released or they've been, they carjack their 15th car of the month unequal application of the law yeah and no society will long stand when that happens no it won't and so you've just entered into the game we're going to play this weekend on the biden speech and i'm going to say something from the biden speech and you're going to reply to it and the first thing i was going to say was that he accused trump and mega um and his mega supporters of wanting to destroy the constitution and being lawless and i was wondering if you could then continue because the whole idea i i just looked at that they want to destroy the constitution who are the people talking about changing the constitution yeah who i mean all these MAGA people are demanding to jump the 233-year-old electoral college? Is that what they want to do? Is the MAGA people saying, let's get rid of the constitutional clause about the primary responsibility of the states to establish ballot law? Let's have a national voting law that just overrides rides that. Mm. Who's doing that? And then all the customs and traditions, you know, 180-year filibuster. Who wants to pack after 160 years? Who wants to pack the nine person supreme court and enlarge it to 15 justices who do, who wants to do that in the 180 year filibuster who's doing that and who's taking federal immigration law and shredding it and allowing three million people to come across the border without a vaccination and without a test when we're destroying the lives of thousands of city and state and federal employees that won't be vaccinated for health or religious reasons or whatever, but we'll let people cross the border that are doing their first act as an illegal act. The first thing they do is illegal and they don't have a vaccination. They don't have a test. And yet we apply those standards to our own citizens. It's insane. Yeah, this is a Jacobin, as I keep saying, this is a totalitarian 24-7, 360-degree cultural revolution. And it's scary because it employs the judicial, executive, and the legislative branches along with all these institutions. Yeah. You know, there were the other thing that Joe Biden said that in this one, I really am not sure what he 
exactly what he's talking about. He said uh, that the MAGA supporters and, and Trump want to take away the right to choose, the right to privacy, and the right to contraception. Now, the last one I got, but how is he construing the right to choose is the only thing in the world, whether or not to have an abortion is what you should be able to choose? Or I, I, I didn't quite get it. I don't either. I think you said you couldn't marry who you love. That was Barack Obama who said marriage is between a man and a woman. That's what he ran on in 2008. Yeah. He was against gay marriage until good old Joe leaked the fact that they really were for it. And yeah. then he flipped after the election, re-election. But I don't know what he's talking about. He, there was never a law that said, you know, nobody's ever said, no justice has ever said, we're going to pass, you know, there's gonna, a federal law that says you can't have an abortion. But I don't, you can choose. You yeah. Just go to a state that, that allows it. It'll probably end up 50-50. And as I said before, there'll be a fringe group of states that will bar all abortion, incest, rape, and there'll be a fringe group that will, not a fringe, but a much larger group to be truthful, that will allow partial birth abortion, seven or 8,000 a year happens. And then there will be a left center that will say, abortion up until, they'll probably say the eighth month, and there'll be a, a center right that will sort of follow the laws in Europe and say you can't have a, an abortion in the last trimester. And that's, yeah. you can choose. Each state will make their laws according to the majority of will. It's democratic. Yeah. Stacey Abrams came out and said that she supports abortion until the moment of birth. I, I was surprised to hear any politician say, go that far, even her. <laughs> well, she's... No comment. I mean, she's a novelist. That she's, she's an accomplished novelist. Somehow she ran up her credit card. I don't know how many, and then started playing the race card. She's just a buffoon. She I mean, she's a just buffoon. a joke. Yeah. She toured the country for two years as Governor Abram, and then we were told she was going to. She's not going to win the governorship. They can no. put a hundred billion dollars in that campaign. Every Hollywood nut can. And that's a bad investment because she's going to lose. Yeah. Victor, let's take a moment to go to a break and listen to some messages. And we'll come back and talk about a couple of other things Joe accused the mega supporters of. And But we'll be right back. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Welcome back. I would like to remind everybody that Victor has a website, victorhanson.com. That's H-A-N-S-O-N. And you can come to it and join and get a subscription. A free one will get you on our mailing list. And then we have $5 a month or $50 a year. So please come and everybody's welcome. We'd like to, we'd love to have you. Uh, Victor, the, another thing that Joe Biden said is that the mega Trump and mega were promoting authoritarianism. And that was, I mean, when I saw, when I think back at Trump's presidency, I mean, that's the last thing I would accuse him. It was a, it was a, it was about the most loosely organized, disruptive, undisciplined group of you know, just ask yourself, Sammy, did he have a lowest learner that went after political opponents and denied them tax-free status? No. no. Did he have a bunch of cronies in the FBI that spied on people or lied under oath? No. Did he have people in the DOJ that were, you know, refusing congressional subpoenas or doing something like hiding the stuff from Fast and Furious and the in the fashion of Eric Holder? No. No, it was just the opposite. It was disrupted. Did he spy on the Associated Press reporters like the Obama administration did? No. Was there James Rosen? It was a version of him at Fox that they went after? No. He just fought openly with them. Yeah, and they had him on the defensive the whole time. All the time. All he did, I mean, if you look back at the four years, it was, it was almost immediately... They filed articles of impeachment. I think 50 representatives did. And then they were talking in these major journals about impeaching him or having a coup. And all these military people came out, called him Hitler and Mussolini. And he should be removed the sooner or better. Then we went in after 22 months of Robert Mueller. Then there was the first that Venman phone call who pretty much lied about his relationship with the so-called whistleblower and Adam Schiff that they cooked up. And then we went into, you know, we went into the second, it was just constant. Yeah. And the idea that he was using the government to go after people, it's the left that does that. Mm. The only thing that keeps any politician honest is not their innate virtue. It's, it's an open and transparent media. But when your media is hard left, Left-wing politicians think, wow, that's a ministry of truth. We can do anything. I'm not saying the right are necessarily always more virtuous, but they know that if they do something, they're going to get attacked by the media, even if they don't do something. And so they're much more careful than the left is. And it's called projection. Everything that they think they're doing is wrong and illegal and amoral, they project onto the Republicans. Yeah, they sure do. You know, do you remember that IRS? They they actually went to court because they were um, holding back um, 503Cs, I think, for exemptions for. Yeah. And do you know what came of that case? I know she lost, but they just slapped her hand, though, didn't they? Well, she took the Fifth Amendment. And she concocted this little panel where she had a friend to ask her a question because she knew it was going to leak out. And then she thought she would be better off if she admitted doing it. And then she retired and just disappeared. And it was the Obama administration. And their attitude was, well, <laughs> she's on my side. 
<laughs> yeah, look what she did. We won the election to quote Harry Reid, you know. We won, didn't we? It worked, didn't we? When he went after Mitt Romney yeah. and lied that he hadn't paid his taxes. Well, that was the attitude because she had delayed all of these tax-exempt conservative groups. And she thought, wow, I kind of blunted these people right before Obama's 2012 election. So she was, they didn't do anything to her. And this all sends a message. Sends a message to professors, to media people, to government bureaucrats, to politicians. And it goes something like this. If you are left-wing, the louder, the better, the woke, the more woke, the better. Okay, if you do that, then you have an insurance policy. If you're a politician or a bureaucrat, you're not going to end up before a Washington, D.C. jury that will nullify any evidence and convict you because they hate your conservative guts. And you're going to spend a half a million to a million dollars just to, to defend yourself. So when that message goes out to people, they make the necessary adjustments. They do in academia all the time. Yeah. I, you know, I've been an academic, unfortunately, for 40 years, 45 years, 69 this last week. And I'm, I started, I guess you could say when you finish your PhD, I was 25. So my point I'm making is that I saw these people in academia and they make the necessary adjustments. They don't, they're scared to say anything. They want to be known as left wing because it's like a party badge in the Soviet Union. Bad things don't happen to you. If you're a conservative and you're outspoken, they're going to go after you. I swear to God, they're going to go after you. They're going to do that in the bureaucracy. They're going to do that in professional sports, K through 12. If yeah. you're a teacher, administrator, you do that. They're going to go if, after you're, you. if you're a conservative, you have to keep your mouth shut in those institutions. And you either have to do they... two things. You either have to open your mouth and assume that there is a liberal attack bullet in your future, you have a rendezvous with a attack on you. I always say this when I get up in the morning. This week, next month, some left-wing person is going to be assigned to attack me, either a book I wrote 20 years ago or a column, and I'm going to have to waste time to respond, or where I work, there's going to be somebody who makes an anonymous complaint or I'm going to be somewhere where somebody in public says, I just assume that's part of being a conservative. It really is. And that's what Justice Gorsuch, that's what Justice Thomas, that's what Justice Alito, they all go through that. That is not what Justice Sotomayor, and I'm glad they don't, and Kagan and Breyer, the retired, they don't. They don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and, exactly. And that, that's just everywhere. And yeah. Joe Biden, he knows that he can just pathologically lie. And, oh, the, you know, they're having these guns that shoot these AR-15s. They shoot five times faster than them. Everything he says is a lie. And he knows that. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Back to the speech, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, one the more awful. thing. Yeah, it sure was. But he also said that the... Trump and the MAGA supporters fan political violence. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, but what does it other mean? than January 6th is all I can think of. If you were actually thinking about what exactly have conservatives done, nothing to the tune of what the left has done. Not, well, January let's go 6th. through it. We always yeah. have to be systematic on this podcast. 
because we don't we just don't say things so did was there a conservative uh supporter of a, of a presidential candidate that tried to go and shoot as many democratic key house representatives as james hodgkins did who worked for bernie sanders no as i said were was there a conservative assassin that showed up on the lawn of justice kagan no do they chase do conservative MAGA people go after Maxine Waters and chase her out of buildings? Or do they chase a Supreme Court justice having dinner out of a restaurant? No. Do they go to the Supreme Court like Chuck Schumer and threaten justices by name? No. Do they try to pack the court? No. What does he mean? They don't do any of that. Do they? Let me ask you, when you turn on all of you, when you turn on your computer and you sort of browse the internet, you see these violent incidents where people are preying on the weak. Are those MAGA supporters, like J Jesse Smollett says? Who, who's doing that? Are all of these conservative people, are they all homeless people? Are they all coming across? What are they doing that's so wrong? I don't understand. As I said earlier, I've said it about 20 times. Uh, when he talks about violence and MAGA, all I can think of is, well, if you're talking about the the demonized white male, I guess you can say they're violent in that they die at twice the numbers of any other demographic in Afghanistan and Iraq. Maybe that they were drawn to the violence, huh? Or maybe they killed too many of the enemy. I don't know. But give me the evidence and the data that shows that this domestic terrorist threat that he was today he was talking about today being thursday tell me where it is give me the data they do, there is no data no. it's all because of a impending fear a fear of an impending defeat in november and yeah. so as i say you know we're off to the races for january 6th oh ran out of gas let's do the raid oh the raid is kind of running out of gas let's do the semi-fascist mega Hitler stuff with a Phantom of the Opera sets and hijack a couple of Marines and make it look so eerie. And now we're, who knows where we're, it's going to be an indictment in a couple of weeks or three weeks or a month right before the election. They must be very cynical about the masses' ability. They are. To, they, they, I, they must just know, well, 51% of the people are going to believe us and our guy's going to win. We don't care. Or there's other <laughs> There's other more nefarious explanations. They either have a cynicism that they think the American people are so stupid that they can't detect what they're doing, or they think it doesn't matter because with 102 million mail-in ballots and vote harvesting, they have the money, they can hire the people, they can put $419 million like Mark Zuckerberg did in pre-selected precincts and warp the vote by basically expropriating the role of the registrar. That's what they think they can do. And again, I, I keep referring to people, don't believe me, read Molly Ball's uh, February 2021 time essay. She laid it out. She gushed. She was giddy. It was all braggadocio about how wonderful this was, that they fooled these stupid MAGA people. Yeah. Yeah, that's just and then the last thing that Joe Biden has said is that the Trump and MAGA supporters wanted to nullify 81 million people's votes. 
<laughs> and this is all just complaints or suspicions about election fraud, I guess. But your Once thoughts? Once again, Joe Biden, <laughs> all he has to say is that under the cover of a COVID lockdown, a team of left-wing lawyers with hundreds of million dollars of resources at their disposal in March, April, and May of 2020 radically changed the voting laws in the sense that they made it far more easy to early vote and they extended that period and also to cast a mail-in ballot. And the result of it is only 30%, which has never happened in American history, voted on election day, which meant that half the people didn't even hear the second debate. More than half, almost, yeah. you know, I just about half didn't hear it. They'd already voted. And then more importantly, as I said earlier, the error rate dropped by about a magnitude of eight or nine. And so yeah. flood flood the nation with mail-in ballots and then have less, less audit. And so, yeah. yeah, there was legitimate questions about that. And there the were. questions were raised. And they were, and that's over with. And yeah. so Joe Biden is a little, because of our system, he's a legitimate president. I have no problem with that. But yeah. boy, uh, he he knows what he's saying, and what he's saying is, don't think of the border, don't think of gas, don't worry about inflation, don't think about crime, don't remember Afghanistan, don't. Think about $30 trillion in debt. Don't think about a stagflationary cycle I gave you where we've had two quarters of successive negative growth, and I'm calling success an 8.1 inflation rate over last year because it's not 9%. That's what he doesn't want you to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And and then I'll give you one last thing. The mega and Trump voters quote embrace anger and quote thrive on chaos <laughs> and <laughs> anger anger what yeah was... talk about anger right? yeah, that's yeah. projection that's yeah. projection. anger is trying to get trying to torch a uh, minnesota police precinct with the police in it or a courthouse with people in it or trying to storm the white house grounds or trying to burn a historical saint john's episcopal church or trying to, on cue, chase people out of restaurants, whether it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Brett Kavanaugh, or, yeah. as I said earlier, swarm going in and shooting people like Steve Scalise. That's anger. That yeah. is anger. And so... Thriving on chaos is letting almost 4 million, it's getting close to, across the border with just great abandon i mean that's just chaos well i mean we, we <laughs> tucker carlson has gone off on this whole martha vineyard something i've been telling everybody for what 30 years that was sort of the theme in the first edition of mexifornia if you just had a quality of results or everybody was subject to the consequences of their own ideology so you want an open border stanford professors you've got 3,000 dorm rooms sitting empty. Why don't you just allow a humane solution to people down on the border? Bust them to Stanford, allow them to stay in the dorms. You have a medical school, you have a law school, you have tutors, you've got a humane society that 
champions diversity and helping the underprivileged. It's the perfect solution for every Tony University to lend a hand because they all support open borders. And guess what? The thing about a left-wing person is that when you trap them, trap them in the sense that you freeze them and you say, this is your ideology and this is how you live, they get stark raving mad. They get murderous. They get so angry. And believe me, if they had to put their children in the public schools, they praise so highly about this wonderful unionized teaching staff. Or if they had to drive 90 miles an hour in an old pickup that got 12 miles a gallon or not be able to work. Or if they lived down in Bakersfield when it was 108, 110, or Fresno, and they had to pay 30 cents a kilowatt hour to keep cool, then they wouldn't do what they do. They do yeah. what they do because they can do it. They're privileged and they're secure and they're protected. They yeah. hate the Second Amendment. They don't want anybody carrying a gun and yet they're security patrols. And I have driven into Piedmont and I have walked into the nicest district. And believe me, I have been immediately spotted as someone not in that community. And I was asked to identify myself. And the person who asked to identify me was a security patrol officer, private and armed. So they believe in firearms. Yes, of course. I know. Well, Victor, let's go ahead and take our last break and then come back and we'll talk about what Joe sees as his agenda that he has either fulfilled or he's on to fulfilling. We'll be right back after these messages. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back. And Victor, so let's just turn to his positive note after all that criticism of the mega supporters. Um, Joe Biden then went on to say that he is accomplishing things like <laughs> building like, infrastructure, um, making places. It? Exactly. But wait, let me say them all and then you can go at them. Uh, making places safer by gun laws, uh, prescription drug aid, and then clean energy. <laughs> well, I mean, making things safer, the crime rate. The violent crime rate has never been higher in 40 years. The downtowns of Baltimore, New Orleans, places like Memphis are on 
approachable. You can't go there without being in dire danger. Clean and affordable energy. I'm living in California. They told us during the last week's heat wave that you couldn't plug in your electric car because there was no electricity for that. And I can tell you, I've been scouting out Teslas. A pretty, you know, standard model is $72,000 with California sales tax. Is that affordable? And I don't know what he means by clean energy. He shut down Keystone. He shut down Anwar. Of all the presidents in the history of the United States since oil was discovered, he has issued the fewest federal oil and gas leases. He contributed to our domestic energy crisis by design. By design. He is draining. When he came into office, there was over 700 million barrels of oil. 94% of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was full. It's down. It's all the way getting below 60%, from 93 to 4 down to 60%. And it's going at a fantastic rate. It's over a million barrels. Think of the logic of those people. It is a mortal sin to pull oil out of the ground, but it is not a mortal sin to pull it out of the ground if it's already been pulled out once and put back in. And it's not a mortal sin if you use the strategic petroleum reserve to keep the price low before the midterms. It is a mortal sin if you do it in times of war or natural catastrophe, because it won't be there. And he knows that. So you sum it all up, Sammy, and there's a nihilism, a nihilism. What you see at the border is nihilism. It's to screw up. There's rotting, rusting, decaying elements of the wall that was all ready to go up that would have really helped. It's just destroyed. It's people coming across just mindlessly, just a wave. It's just destroying immigration. law. It'll never be the same. And gasoline and diesel are not going to go back down. He's he's made it almost impossible by the time that a Republican president comes in and he starts to reboot leases and pipelines and animal, it'll be years before it settles down. And what he has done with crime and these Soros DAs and the lack of any interest by federal prosecutors in redressing this dilemma. It'll, it, it's created a new mentality. And the mentality is that if I'm a victim, then I have historical grievances that I can act out violently, even if they're for personal gain or just sick uh, enjoyment, a sadist, sadist type of pleasure. But I'm not going to be prosecuted because I am a victim. And that's just given a blank psychological check to thousands of criminals. And that's what he's done. And it's it's, and then what does he do? He trots off to Delaware, or he goes to one of his big mansions that he got through these quid pro quo Ukrainian Chinese deals that Hunter cooked up for him, Mister Ten Percent, the big guy. And we're, we're not even supposed to think about this. And you know what's really strange about it is his non compos mentes status. That is, he's not in full control of his mind. Has been very valuable to him. When he turns around, he shakes the imaginary hand or he, you know, he, he gets this gravelly voice and his eyes start to spin like those cartoon eyes. 
and you don't know where he doesn't know where he is or what he's saying that everybody says well you can't really hold him responsible it's just he didn't know what was going on or they put word that's how that's how he is able to do this it's something another thing real quickly is there is no joe biden from scranton that was a nice guy he was never a nice guy never he was a plagiarist he destroyed Clarence Thomas in a really sick attack on him. He did the same thing with Robert Bork. He lied about his resume. He lied about law school. He was suspended for cheating and plagiarism. And he was a racist. I mean, he couldn't say, he couldn't mention race without praising some Southern segregationist in the Senate or corn pop. That, <laughs> that sick story about how he takes on black ghetto uh, gang members that with his little golden hairs on his white legs <laughs> you know what i mean that's just he is a sick person when he blows in the hair or he's accused of these violent sexual assaults so there was nothing nice about him and so when he has lost his his controls through dementia and he starts talking and he gets that anger you see his eyes it just they get little beady and they spin and he gets it's like a he get, becomes reptilian and he starts screaming and he's full of hate and anger but that's not because suddenly he's lost control of his senses it's because he's lost control of the control of his senses so now it's 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 not it's not censored it's not you know covered up it's not episodic it's chronic and serial is that a nice thing to say about our president no, it's not a nice thing to say about your president, but he really shouldn't be in that position. You know, so you, people are caught in a quandary, like we shouldn't have this guy as president. And if he's going to stay in there, then, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry he has, you know, L, either dementia or onset of Alzheimer's or whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm sorry about that, but he's in. He has a rendezvous with a reckoning. And it's going to start in the midterms. I want everybody listening to remember something. If you go back in 1994, right before the Clinton tsunami midterm, where he lost over, well over 50 seats, or you go back to the Tea Party revolt in 2010 that really sidetracked the Obama administration, right around Labor Day, when all of the polls for most of the year had shown that Democrats had gone so far left, there was going to be a big pushback. Suddenly after Labor Day, all of the toadish obsequious media started publishing, printing, circulating stories like Republicans ran out of gas, chance to keep the house, that what happened to the uh, red wave. And they do that. And then the polls start to be tweaked a little bit. And Joe Biden went from 38 to what, 42? 42%. How can you win when your president has 42? And then all <laughs> of a sudden, we're told he's got aviator, aviator Joe, and he's in a renaissance, and he got this inflation bill passed. The inflation bill is only going to add more to, to It's just a crony green deal. It has nothing to do with reducing inflation. It's no. an embarrassment. What else has he done other than just destroy things? Yeah, the border, gas, criminal justice, Afghanistan. So he has a reckoning. And don't, everybody listening, do not be fooled. Do not get depressed. This is entirely designed 
So you don't write your check to a Republican candidate that you despair, you stay home, you don't watch the news, you think, oh my gosh, you start to say, well, the Republicans blew it, the dumb party, don't listen to it. Do exactly the opposite, get confident and say, look at these people, they are terrified and they're creating these fantasies that they're going to win. Don't listen to Nate Silver, the Mr. Scientific pollster that says there's 21.5 or some. They're only going to take. Don't listen to them. Go out and vote. People are still very, very angry, despite yeah. all the media. They're very angry. They cannot afford gas. They cannot afford electricity. They cannot afford building materials. They cannot afford to buy steak or roast. They cannot afford to buy a house. They cannot afford to see their you know, $10,000 at what? 0.4% interest in their bank, see it erode by 9%. And then they think, wow, that was stupid of me to put my money into a little tiny account that only got half a percent when Joe Biden spiked inflation up to 9%. So I went into the stock market where I can get an eight or nine. Oh, oh I lost 20% of my IRA. Can't retire now. But you know what? I didn't have a savings. I got killed in the savings. I got killed in the stock market, but at least I was investing in real estate. And I did put, oh, real estate's headed toward what? The biggest crash in about 20 years, maybe even before 2008. Believe me, it is. Yeah, it sounds like it is. Just look at the, how many days it takes a house to sell. To sell yeah. and, they were so people forget the houses were so overpriced, but they were affordable because of the zero interest rate. Yeah. When you get interest up mortgage interest to four to six percent, then that spike price is unaffordable. And people, it always takes a while for a person to that's trying to sell a house for a profit, a big profit, and is used to this crazy bull market to just say, you know what, it's over with. Music, this music stopped. I don't have a chair. I waited too long and yeah. come down on the price. But that's going to happen. I don't yeah. want it to happen, but that's going to happen. In and 2008, didn't a bunch of people just walk away from their mortgages? All of them did. The, Subprime yeah. mortgage, that was a whole deal. They were, just, uh, they were just houses. I would ride my bike in Fresno. It was for sale, for sale, for sale, for sale. And they were all bank, yeah. banks selling because people lost their job or they lost they lost their savings or whatever, but they were, had bought a house that was too, too expensive priced, and yeah. an interest rate that was too high. And there was a there was a reckoning and their lives were destroyed. I knew a lot of people. And yeah. I can tell you already you can feel it because when I started this saga of hiring electricians and plumbers and painters and remodelers to fix this house that had a fire, you couldn't find anybody. And suddenly today, a contractor called up and said, I'm here. Can I do something for you? And that's happened now. And all of a sudden, I think we're starting to see a slowdown. And I think the boom is over in remodeling and new construction. I don't want it to be, but I think it is. I think Joe Biden has printed so much money and spiked this economy so much for this midterm and created this rampant inflation that he has no choice but to raise interest rates, his Federal Reserve people. And if they don't, they're going to get hyperinflation. If they do, they're going to get a third quarter 
of negative growth. And they, that's exactly what we saw with Jimmy Carter. Stagnant. I saw in the Wall Street Journal today that the average home interest rate was at 6.2 now. And it, it's 6 on a six, but that's getting up there. Yeah. Yep. So, but the housing prices, if you look at them, they really haven't gone down that much. They just stayed on the market. And that tells you that the crash is coming because when you don't sell these homes for discounts, but you still think that the inflation or whatever is going to be three or 4%, and we're going to get back a 3% growth and next year, it's, it's not. And so it's going to be all at once rather than a gradual descent. I think it's going to be a, an implosion around the first of the year. I really do. It was all avoidable. All he had to do was tell his left-wing base, you wouldn't have got any Democrat agenda in without me. I was your veneer of old Joe, old Joe Biden from Scranton. I'm here. I did my job. So what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to praise the vaccinations and say that I, you know, they were my, my work. I'm going to keep Anwar open, finish Keystone, and say that thanks to me, gas prices are affordable when they're not anywhere else in the world. I'm going to just say, you know what, the, the materials are there. I'm going to finish the wall. I'm going to just say, you know, we don't have illegal immigration. And on and on and on. Or Afghanistan, I'm just going to follow the 3,500 people. You know, they guard Bagram, the biggest Air Force base in Central Asia, and that's ours for a while until the Taliban say something about it and try to do something, but it's ours. And there's yeah. not going to be a million. All you had to do is do that and then claim it. He's a plagiarist anyway. That's his fucking <laughs> trade. No, he is. It's true. So all it's he had true. to do is plagiarize, plagiarize the whole Trump MAGA agenda, claim it as his own, and then trash Trump personally. And he's done that. But he, he turned out to be an ideologue, a complete socialist. And he's ruined the economy, and he's ruined the energy situation, and he's ruined a pretty stable country crime-wise that saw it gradually go down. He spiked it like we're back to escape from New York and escape from Los Angeles days. All right. Victor, we're at the end of our hour, and thank you so much for all of that critique and really just opening our eyes to the lies, actually, <laughs> that we've been hearing from the left, and particularly in that speech Joe gave us. So thank you so much. I'll thank everybody for listening, and don't give up hope. They yeah. have a rendezvous. They did this. You're not the minority. You're not crazy. You are the majority of Americans. You're sane. Your common sense, your wisdom will prevail. These people are Jacobin revolutionaries, and they've tried to foist upon us a neo-socialist green agenda, uh, race-based, full of anger, and venom and it's not going to work you're gonna no. you're gonna show them that in november and then i think it'll slow down yeah. don't be afraid I, of them they're bullies and they're, they're yeah. not the majority of the country all right i fully agree with you victor and thanks so much to everybody once again and this is sammy wink and victor davis hansen and we're signing off thank you everybody <laughs>